All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team. I'm your host, Riley Holbert, joined by my good friend from prison, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are you doing today? Why do you say from prison? I'm doing fine, but I am not in prison. Oh, okay. I was. I just thought maybe you were, you were in prison or something. I, it kind of looks like I'm in prison. <laughs> I'm in this little. I'm in this little closet in a friend's uh, in a friend's house, and they have this nice little um you know workspace here <laughs> yeah. figured it'd be out of the way and uh it's very nice but that's yes, the level of dedication we bring to tag team. i have i just have the one the one light up here so <laughs> it's you know it's just the lighting is kind of funky when you're trying to you know record video but otherwise it's a very beautiful space no you you had called me earlier and it's a very very nice apartment is <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the, the level of dedication we bring to tag team is you are willing to call in when at a friend's house <laughs> that's true well you always call in when you're off you know in california or whatever you're doing yeah but you know i'm in my own hotel at least <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> but nevertheless uh jw you're actually in texas already aren't you I know I am. I uh, was in town for an audition with the Houston Symphony, and so yeah. it just kind of made sense to uh, just combine the trips. And I stayed a couple extra days, and going to be traveling over there Friday morning. How'd the audition go? I thought I played pretty well. Didn't end up advancing, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So sure. we'll get another time. It can happen in Pokemon too, and sure enough, <laughs> we do have a Pokemon tournament coming up in Texas this weekend. I know yes. you're excited. I'm excited. I'm also just excited to see everyone. And I think this is the weekend that we finally commit to getting a picture. <laughs> I have to well, you know what? We should this weekend because I, I'll I'll let you in on something unique. What's that? You know what the Texas state motto is? I actually don't. Friendship. Is it actually? It actually is. Huh. Interesting state to choose that as their motto, to be honest, given some like historical elements of Texas. But no. yeah, I mean, you know, the, the whole like secession thing kind of ruins the the idea of friendship as their state motto. But I digress. It it makes a good storyline for us to get a picture. I I know, and I've I've every time you and I try and like fight for the picture, but then both of us forget when it's like we're in the moment. I know the crunch time. Yeah, we, <laughs> we fold under pressure. We fold under pressure for sure. But I definitely want a group picture. You know, you, me, all the full group people, just like having a good old happy time. And even listeners, that'd be great. Yes, for sure. If you're listening and you're in Dallas, please, please find us. We can take some pictures, post it on our tag team Twitter, tag team Pokemon. And uh, yeah, we'd just be happy to meet any of you. I It was such a joy, honestly, at, at Portland. When I got to meet all the people who came up to me and said they are a fan of the show, uh, we we're happy to deliver that content to you, and we're glad that you like it because it's it's really just a passion project for us. So, uh, seeing it impact the community in positive ways is is really awesome. Absolutely. So, let's just dive right into it, man. I feel like we have a lot to say about Texas, and I also don't want to take up too much of your time away from your friends. So, Dallas coming up this weekend, Cosmic Eclipse standard or expanded, excuse me, format. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's a lot going on, to be honest. We talked about it a bunch the last couple of weeks about what's going on, the decks that are possibly viable. I feel like the meta seems almost to be in constant flux with what people are thinking about certain decks. It seems like the decks have kind of settled amongst themselves, but everyone's mm -hmm. opinions about each deck and their matchups against each other is constantly <laughs> shifting and adjusting right. as the decks right. get well, like more refined. 
Yeah, and people can say like, oh, well, you know, I'll include this tech for this, you know, this card or, or this card for this or something like that. You know, one one deck that we've kind of seen fall completely off the radar is like anything that has ADP. I think people are kind of realizing that that doesn't yeah. really translate that well into the expanded format where you just say, you know what, I basically will, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I'll send up a GX worth three prizes and pass and hope you don't knock it out. You know, and that's, <laughs> yeah, never that's really a great strategy. It, we, both of us are not fans of that <laughs> sentence in standard, but in expanded, that sentence is not a good one. I don't like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's just insane. And shout out to all the tricky gemmers who are coming in from Andrew's stream right now, expanding league challenge. And shout out to Sean, Sean Lydon with his one year of subscription. One year crazy. tag team. It's crazy. We're actually our first episode was a post Dallas episode last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what we needed like a one year anniversary thing. I feel like we can do that on like the return though, because our first episode was like in the th like the third week of of January, which we're coming up. Okay. Third gotcha. full week of January. So. All right. Perfect. I think we're coming right up on there, so we'll make sure to have some celebration festivities in there. Maybe another That's giveaway cool. for the fans. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, crazy, crazy stuff to think about. But anyway, you know things have shifted a lot. The ADP strategy. People are talking about playing Ranger and like every deck to cancel out the ADP GX attack, which to be fair is very funny. I mean, <laughs> imagine saying, "Hey, I hope you don't kill my tag team." Pass, and then your opponent's <laughs> like, "Okay, I'm going to kill the tag team." And also, I just undid this <laughs> GX <Yeah>. attack. <laughs> that would just, just be a heartbreaker. Seems, yeah, it just feels like such a worthless. Pokemon. Right I, I hate to say it, you know. Some people really love ADP out there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just can't see it being a viable archetype. I don't know what's a what's a deck on the rise. I think for me, I've been hearing people talk uh, a little bit more about Zoroark. That you know, uh -huh. not that it was ever, not that it was ever really talked about, but just hearing you know some people say you know Zorgarb is just uh, good. Maybe something like Zoromok would be good. Uh, that's kind of a deck I feel is on the rise outside of kind of the. I would say five or six, like very standard archetypes that a lot of people predict. I, I think just Zorak decks in general are um, being a little bit more respected recently in in the circles that I'm in. Yeah, I've definitely seen Zorak come on the up. You know, when we first initially dove into expanded, we talked about Zorogar being like a consistent factor in the expanded metagame, but always kind of like, I guess, a mediocre one. Not that it would not win a tournament level mediocre, but it just like takes very close matchups against the field. It never feels like it's really a dominant deck in any matchup, at least for me. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly, I think a lot of people have started shifting towards the deck. I was watching Azul's expanded cup stream. There was Zorak everywhere. Uh, Zorak was doing rel really well in cups in the Texas area. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how it's come up since people at the start people were just trying dark rye people were trying mewtwo people were trying eggs and ultra necrozma and that was like the only decks you'd see um and slowly <laughs> but surely like zorak has crept its way back into the metagame never want to be uh <laughs> never want to be out of it i suppose sure absolutely and i think that does like the main decks i would say have really risen i mean gardevoir has been pretty well hyped um yeah. but is like consistently seen like I guess more play than I would expect a deck like Gardevoir to typically have. Um, mm. Just like that slower strategy isn't one that I always envision being the most popular one in Expanded, but certainly it's 
it's shown up in in swaths yeah absolutely um trying to think of anything that it's comparable to um but yeah we just again we've talked about this a lot of other content creators have talked about you know maybe why gardevoir seems like a popular choice and we've seen a lot in cups um and just being able to port over your standard deck is like definitely not something to to um you know mess around with i think a lot of new players they're getting into standard and then they say okay hey here's this really uh easy to go to regional in dallas i would say pretty cheap and uh very kind of centralized which is always very nice and so I'm just going to bring my Gardevoir deck, which does amazing standard. Going to add a couple cards and just port it over to expand. Yeah, I mean, a tried and true strategy for sure. I mean, we've seen ever since expanded was invented, there has been the concept of taking your standard deck and putting some cards in it and bringing it to expanded, and that's historically actually done pretty well. Like, sure. I mean, you think back to even just Dallas a couple of years ago. Andrew Mahone played the. Uh, the Buzzwole deck, deck, which was yeah. almost identical to, <laughs> to standard Buzzwole, but he got ninth place just bubbling on resistance. Yeah, crazy. That would that would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, it I was can't like even it was something. Like... It was like a ace back and two Colrus was it? Yeah, or no, he had like did he? I don't even think he had VS Seeker. No, there was no VS Seeker. There's an ace yeah. stack, so there's like a cop search, I believe. <laughs> And yeah. and two Colrus. I think that was the entire yeah. expanded entity of that deck. <laughs> right, and it's just and it's just funny because surely you know that like somebody's going to going to go on a tear with with uh, you know Guardi or like Picaram is another deck that kind of you know you have Max Elixirs and things, but like the general core is all still available in standard. Um, certainly, someone will will do pretty well with with a deck that they just kind of had already. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But let's let's dive into some of our favorite decks. I feel like we have a lot to say about the decks that we like a lot. And I think mm-hmm. the deck that has consistently been an interesting talking point has been Mewtwo and Mew. We were actually talking pretty extensively before we the podcast. And we're like, <laughs> we're, we're kind of wasting our, our voices here. We should maybe bring this to the show. But we were talking yeah. about what place Mewtwo has in the metagame, how it fares against other meta decks... And I know yeah. that you love this deck. I mean, it is your it is your brainchild from the get-go, something that you've devoted a lot of hours into. It's something I like as just a toolbox kind of deck, but struggle sometimes to, to bring myself to want to bring that to a tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the one matchup that I think really scares me a lot, and you have some differing opinions on this, is Turbo Dark. And to me, that's pretty problematic, right? Because... If you lose to Turbo Dark, you probably shouldn't bring your deck to the Talos Regional Championship. Right. Sure. Sure. So, JW, why don't you go into your experiences in that matchup, what that matchup looks like and means to you, and how you would approach it. Yeah, I would say overall, though, just with Mewtwo as a deck, like, um, if you love it, I think, you, or like, if you enjoy the deck, I think you really, really just love the deck. And if you're kind of mediocre on the deck, you know, there are definitely certain times where I've taken a deck that I've been lukewarm on to a tournament. I don't think anyone that's lukewarm on Mewtwo is going to take it to a tournament. I think it's just going to be the diehards, uh, that are going to bring it to Dallas. People that love to play the deck, um, are ones playing Mewtwo, but I, uh, I think in terms of the dark matchup, we, like you said, have very different opinions on how it goes. And um, I'll be honest, I haven't played against the best dark players, but I, I've played against what I consider to be the average to above average regional player. 
uh, in dark. And the matchup has always kind of gone for me where they overbench their GXs and you're able to really punish them with the likes of Megalopunny. Um, you're able to really punish them with the Stort if they aren't able to get a turn one um, attack. So if you go second and you can distort them and they don't get the necessary energy on the right Pokemon to get a one shot on your Mewtwo, then you usually stand a very good chance um, because you have now two ways to one shot. If they swing into you, you can um, return the knockout with like a Lucario. Uh, you can, obviously we're talking about the Megalopunny. So I've always found that the matchup isn't horrible for Mewtwo. There are other things you can play to kind of help the matchup aside from Megalopunny. And I'm thinking specifically about Cobalion, which would prevent the poisoning or the um, dead end effect from Darkrai. Um, and so, you know, if you do decide to play Cobalion, I think that's another card that that really shifts the matchup. Um, you were saying that there are ways that Dark can uh, reduce the amount of GXs. Obviously, they don't have to play all their GXs down at the beginning. From my perspective, it's very hard for Turbo Dark to get going without playing, you know, like a Dedenne or a Shaman or sometimes both or sometimes all three to get that energy ramped up in the in the early game. Uh, but you're saying, you know, maybe the route to go is just to get one Dark Ride GX, try not to bench much of anything else, and then just get a hit off and kind of go from work your way out from there, just being a little bit more methodical with your pace of play. I haven't played against any Dark Ride player that has done that. So right. um, so if if there's a new strategy to play against Mewtwo that I'm missing, I haven't really heard it discussed outside of what you have said. Um, and so I would be curious to know how that kind of plays out. But um, from my experience, the Turbo Dark just needs a Shaman or a Dedenne. Um, and then obviously they're going to play their GXs or EXs that just basically need to be down. I'm thinking Weavile. I'm thinking Darkrai EX, I'm thinking Darkrai GX. And then at that point, you have enough uh, you know, viable prizes on the board to win the game. Another thing that I've seen too is in the late game, if you're able to Distortion Door onto Shamans, you can um, you know, take four prizes in the end game, right? If you can get six damage counters on two Shaman, then you can go ahead and do a Marowak play. That's obviously right. like a little bit far-fetched if we're thinking about the Turbo Dark being able to over bench like uh and then and then field blower their sky field or something like that or, or you counter the sky field with your own dimension valley and they're able to discard pokemon with damage on it I, again i i just in my games that it hasn't really played out that way um and so you know maybe that's a matchup that if i if i do end up taking mewtwo which I, i'm pretty confident with uh, if i do end up taking mewtwo to dallas that'll be something i want to hash out yeah, and I my counterpoint to that is there's a couple different ways the matchup can progress, and it in my it feels like if Mewtwo doesn't get the the right progress exact right progression, it's in a really bad spot. So one example is the slower approach that you alluded to, right, where Darkrai can rely on just a Weavile and a a GX or two, and swing for a couple damage here and there. And the problem with Mewtwo is for only one energy attachment, it really struggles to put the right amount of damage on the board. Um, right. So like Gardevoir doesn't really do enough damage to Darkrai GX. Distort is a good attack, but it only does 30 damage against a Dark type, um, which frankly is pathetic in the matchup. And, um, you know, Megalopony can do it for DCE, but most lists are only playing one. 
and especially to use it on a two prizer instead of a three prizer feels like a waste. Um, right. So if Dark Eye GX starts putting pressure early and there's no three prizes on the board, all of a sudden you're put in this weird scenario, right, where you're getting mm-hmm. damage placed onto you. Um, there's always the threat of dead end if you don't have a Cobalion down. Um, and it's like this weird trade that it's pretty hard to win because you can't just distort yeah. in the face of a dark right. IGX swinging for 130. That is right. a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> the 30 the thirty damage onto a two-prizer in exchange for 130 damage on a three-prizer, yeah. the, the math feels yeah, wrong. The math feels yeah. wrong to me. <laughs> so, like, yeah. so that's pretty yeah, rough. And, and so someone's... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so like the follow-up is you might distort like the first turn that happens. And then the second turn... Mm-hmm you'll have to either Calamitous Slash or you'll have to, you know, Gardevoir Attack Despair Ray or you'll have to um, Megalophony it. So, I mean, you sure. could, like, damage change if you play that, but very few lists are. Um, so it just puts you in this weird spot, right, where, like, you have to use a non-lock attack to actually kill something. So you kill the 2 riser with a non-lock attack. That opens the floodgates. Dark can now take full advantage of the time that you've given it and that hand that has been able to accumulate while you've been doing this awkward trade and flood yeah. the board with energy ko and so now you've taken sure. two prizes they've taken three what happens next mm-hmm. you make a lot honey if you have access to it still you knock something out and then they just kill you again and right and they dead end, with dead end presumably because you had to use a non with dead end yeah. or or just dark Rye or not dark Rye, the zorkin zorkin ninja and so it's right. like it just puts you in this weird situation where it's like hard to continually trade um, in the way that favors you as opposed to dark. And even stuff like like a pseudo Wudo can get really annoying if they get it down at the right time. Um, sure. And you did allude to already you can they can overbench with Skyfield and re- put exactly the Pokemon they want. And before Weavile was a thing, that was like a rougher thing to do. But now mm. what they can do is they can very deliberately move their energy off of things that they know they're going to get rid of and right you know pair their bench down to exactly the right pokemon so it's right. just it feels rough to me and then there's always the chance as well that dark just like goes second gets a ko and then gets a ko the next turn or something sure, or something of, i mean that's that's yeah. the thing i i think though too um and this is kind of what i've been saying just as long as i've played dark is that people seem to be cutting out the consistency cards um like trainer's mail um, like a Rangaroo, they seem to be dropping down on their, you know, just consistency Pokemon. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be looking for ways to increase those counts, not decrease those counts. You know, they're, they're taking out draw supporters. Um, they're taking out just a lot of these things that make the deck more consistent in right. favor of finding little techs, uh, better, you know, better attackers, but um, maybe just weakening the overall consistency engine of the deck. And I, I would say that uh, in the matchups that I've won against Turbo Dark, because I'm not saying it's a blowout. I do think it's close. Uh, from my perspective, it is favored for Mewtwo. But uh, that to say that an N in that mid game when they're drawing three cards is pretty, has been when I've won, pretty volatile uh, for the Darkrai player, where if they aren't able to flood their board and I get to take a follow up KO on something with energy, then I can usually just get up enough uh, to kind of get over the hump and win the game um so right. those those mid you know that mid game end when they've just taken their first three prizes uh can really just swing the matchup because they don't end up having anything because all these lists are cutting all this uh consistency 
Right. And I, I guess that as well, I just kind of think that's a mistake. Like, there's a lot of things that can bog a dark list down, and a, a lot of it feels unnecessary at this point in the game. Like, yeah. even the Fury Belts, they were good for a certain metagame. I don't know if they're that good anymore, even. Like, I'd rather sure. just have a consistent deck. I mean, if you can fit them, that's fine. But, like, realistically, the dark deck is operating at its best when it's simple, straightforward, gets the attacks off, uh, gets <laughs> down, either can play to its outs perfectly or can get all the way down to, like, seven cards in deck turn one and just, you know, 12 mm -hmm. energy on board and <laughs> swinging for ridiculously high numbers of damage that are just unbeatable at that point. Um, yeah. The... And I, I guess I, I hate to just be contrarian because I know sometimes that I can just be a contrarian, but like I just don't think the matchup is good for Mewtwo. I I think it's actually pretty favored for Dark. And that's I think Mewtwo is one of the only decks that I would say could still be viable not having a good Dark matchup because it has a lot of other good matchups and Mewtwo's really oppressive as well against some other yeah. decks that could counter Dark. So stuff like Lucario, yeah. well, um, stuff well, like Shocklock. That's, that's kind of... I think the other thing, too, that we have also talked about on, on the podcast is who is going to choose Dark? Because I do think it is very strong. A lot of people think it's very strong. But if all the people that think it's strong think it's going to see as much play as it will, then I think the better players tend to not play the deck that is so strong yet so linear. Um, you know, you, you see people gravitate toward Mewtwo in Standard uh, because while it was very strong, it had all these different attacks that made it not so linear. Dark is extremely linear, and that is why I think a lot of the best players will not play it. Um, just in the sense that, you know, that it, that it it's kind of a one-track mind. You know, it's very, like, turbo-focused, and then if you don't get that turbo, you can be kind of countered um, by a few different things. Um, and so I, I just feel like, if given a choice with all these cards, I think, like, the top of the top, maybe isn't going to choose dark Rye just because of its linearity um and so if that's the case you know we're and we're talking about a skill level to who's going to play turbo dark um you know i'm i'm, I'm very confident in beating you know somebody that's not you or somebody that's not you know andrew or somebody that's not you know jimmy or azul you know i'm very confident in beating sure. um, somebody that's not you know one of the best players in the game when they're playing turbo dark too sure uh, i guess I do kind of agree that Dark might not be the top choice amongst the best players, but I don't think linearity is necessarily the, the problem there. Like, I think a linear deck is perfectly fine to take to a, a tournament as if it's sure. powerful enough. And Dark sure. is I mean, actually, I, I think I'm Dark saying... is actually breaching yeah. that power level. I think the yeah. problem is that there's all these, like, random things that people are doing specifically to beat Dark. Like, sure. Sure. we've seen sure. multiple Lucario decks topping League Cups, and it's just like, like, come on, man. Like, Lucario. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's I the kind of thing I'm talking about, you know? Like, True. you know, you don't want to put your tournament on. And, like, you know, I guess it comes down to prediction at that point. But you hate to put your tournament on the line in, in that way. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess what uh, I guess what you're saying is kind of true there, too. Is, like, Turbo Dark, I, I would think that it's just so strong that I would expect... Like you, I don't know. I just feel like the the best players are always like that one step ahead of the meta. So like if Turbo Dark is strong and everyone thinks that Turbo Dark is the deck, then they're gonna play the counter deck. You know, we're talking Fight Guys or Guardi. I would say is a pseudo counter to to Dark in some ways. Um, but then but then there's always that like, that next level, you know. Right. Um, and so 
So uh, Turbo Dark is a good choice. This is not me saying like, if you're gonna choose Turbo Dark, like don't choose it. I'm like, it is very good. We're, we're both agreeing. It's a very, very strong deck. Maybe the format defining, probably the format defining deck. Um, and so like, if you're on it, if you put your hours into Turbo Dark, just, you know, don't be like scared off by what we're saying. But um, I just do feel like it's not gonna be what the best players take. Right. And, so, I, you know, there's there's levels of metagaming that go into that as far as, like, the layers sure. of what deck beats what other decks. Um, I, and we can spin in circles all day, exactly. For sure. Because, for you know, sure. I could, and I could say this, and I could say this, and everyone good picks dark. You know, <laughs> I could say this, and then Riley hands me the dark list the night before, and, and I say, yeah, okay. It's so filthy, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it is good. I'm not trying to say yeah. it's bad. Like, I, I really want, like, if I could, if I felt in my heart that I could play dark, I would love to play dark because it's just so fast. It's fun. Uh, so <laughs> it's fun, right? You just get to blow stuff up. Like, it's cool. Like, it's it's great deck. Yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, so. For sure. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, it's it's always tough to, like, figure out the the, the winning formula there. It's a, it's a little bit right. of a numbers game in some ways. Sure, um, sure some other like interesting decks that kind of have you know emerged that counter dark you know i've actually seen like a random like sect of people that like love these weird stall type decks and there's two kind of decks that i'm thinking of there's shock lock which is oh my gosh like you hate to see that but the problem with shock lock i think is it loses really bad to mewtwo and zorgarb but it beats like everything else that doesn't play hard switch outs um, yeah, which is pretty, you know, it's funny, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty crazy to say the least. Um, and then we have these these other kind of stall archetypes. We have stuff like Reggie Rock, Ninja Boy kind of stuff, um, mm. which I kind of think is a little crappy. But like, <laughs> if it was built like maybe exactly perfectly, there's I think there's like merit to the idea, like the concept behind it. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and it's crazy because, like, you hate to factor stuff like that into your regionals run as well. Um, mm -hmm. Like, a Zorark deck that I'm considering has a pretty bad matchup to some of these stall decks, but it's like, you know, if I feel good with this matchup, this matchup, this right. matchup, this matchup, am I right. really going to be scared <laughs> off by the, the five people in the room that play Shocklock? I just know that every time I've been to an expanded regional, I've always been, like, right next to the guy playing Shocklock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of, like, follow them the whole tournament, yeah. you know? Like, I hope I don't play that guy. Yeah, you know, they always, you know, they always have play. some, like, crazy triple sleeve deck, and they have, like, yeah. you know, these max all rarity. Out, right? yeah. It's all gold or reverse, you know, of course, yeah. right? It's crazy. Yeah, they, got the, they got the stamp the beaches you know staff yeah. top 32 yeah, at know, least top 32 ones like yeah <laughs> we're not playing with amateurs here right <laughs> it's pretty crazy and like yeah. i've actually i don't think i've hit a shock oh i have in dallas uh when i won i hit a shock lock and beat them because dark was so ridiculous but uh <laughs> i haven't hit one since then but i've always been around them they're always lurking in the shadows always lurking in the background <laughs> that's right you know but it's crazy because like there's always like four or five shot clock players, you know. But they always are up there too. They're always in contention. I feel like, right. <laughs> so right. you know, um, I think like more traditional style decks typically will falter a little bit because their strategies are are pretty fragile. Um, <laughs> whereas shot clock is just such an auto win strategy if you get it up and running. <laughs> right. It's actually ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Have you seen any like other kind of roguish strategies emerge in the past 
week or so? Yes. Regrettably, Confagrigus Tina Chomp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, actually, I was testing last night with Michael Zeely, and I was playing a Zorark deck. He was playing the Confagrigus deck. And it was like by far the hardest match I played of the night. <laughs> and he's like, he's played all these crappy cards, and I'm like, what the heck, man? This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, hey, I mean, you know what? Somebody's gonna play it because they think it's busted. Um, I I am not one of those people that I do not believe that that deck is that uh, that busted. Um, again, I'm looking kind of I'm look I'm looking at it through this lens of Mewtwo, um, where you just you know, body their Cofagrigus, you know, babies or whatever on turn one, and then they just don't do anything. Um, Yamask. You know, I, I, <laughs> the Yamask, yes. Um, but, you know, I'm a little bit biased again. I put the most time into Mewtwo, For very sure. confident with it. And like, it's just like that bad matchup there. I could see it being very difficult, right? I could see it having a very good matchup with, I guess, Dark would be a good matchup. Anything that can't really have that good of access to the bench right because they want to like try to get some damage on the board so they can set up um you know their their big calamitous slashes for one shots on you know presumably tag teams Hopefully, uh it doesn't yeah. seem like it would it doesn't seem like it would have a good ultra necrozma matchup um now ultra necrozma is a deck well, that they I also play the noivern right they also play the noivern but i've i've lost to that deck even while playing the Noivern and being successful with getting the Noivern out. Well, whose so, fault is that, man? Well, I'm just saying that there's enough time. <laughs> there's enough time in that kidding. early game, right? Because you have to evolve what, the one, one turn? time. One. And you have to attach twice. There's enough time in the early game for them to set up to... Oh, um... You only have to attach once. Oh, oh, you have the double dragon. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But you, you have to wait a turn to evolve, is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. But so they, like you can only go behind on prizes when you evolve. Right. Is what I, so they could they have those. What I'm trying to say is they, they have, have the time turn. to build up two attackers. And if they can build up two attackers and like N is so powerful that if they just end you into a hand and they can rip off your double dragon, then they can just get up a, ahead of you and right. uh, win the game from there. Yeah, I guess so. the list I've seen have uh, they play an enhanced hammer as well. So like even if you get ahead on the Noivern, they just enhanced it and then. KO the other one, uh, right? That's already been attacking. So, yeah, like I mean, offset that. I've I've also seen Ranger in these Ultra Crossman decks. Now, for Ultra sure. Crossman is, is a deck that doesn't feel like the right choice for this tournament to me. Um, it feels like a deck that. Well, I'll just say this: it doesn't feel like a deck that's going to win, um, mm. and it feels like a deck that isn't like. There are some decks that I feel like Gardevoir, for instance, is a deck that I think. Almost anyone can take and do and win five games with. I don't feel that way about Alternate Cosmo. Um, right. Alternate Cosmo just has some very like glaring weaknesses. It has some strengths, absolutely, but uh, it's kind of a little bit just very fragile, as we've already talked about in the podcast. Um, and things don't always set up the way you want them to, even with Guzmahala, but that's a bad card. And a lot of people have talked about why it's not maybe the best card uh, in that deck. And so, um, Good you know, that, that, just doesn't, that just doesn't feel like a deck that that is going to win the tournament um it doesn't really feel like doesn't feel like a good deck yeah i don't if know you're I, to make day two if you're trying to win i think it's an okay deck like against turbo dark i think the matchup's pretty close like <laughs> being able to the knocking off the energy and doing 170 is a lot um 
Sure. And I've, I've liked having a couple counter attackers, like counter energy and like pseudo buzzwall, stuff like that. Um, sure. Just a couple of them, you know, just a little, little bit of this. Just a little spice, little, throw it in there. A little, little, little bit of something, something, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't think it's terrible actually. I think yeah. I think the problem it has is matchups that can shrug off the attack and then heal it. So Correct. um sure. like Zorak decks can pretty easily tank a hit and Acerola. Um and Gardevoir decks especially, they can move the energy back and then tank a hit and Vax Potion or Acerola or A Z, all of which they play. Right. Um right. and that feels bad. I mean that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. uh i think that's the real problem with it i you know i actually think the potential is there for something good to happen um but it has those rough matchups um and like the really though i don't know if there's like a great way to fix all that like the counter attackers are good and i think they help in a lot of those matchups but you know it's it's never a guarantee, right? And it's there's right. just a lot going on in that deck. There's a lot that needs to happen every turn. It's easy to whiff a turn of attacking, even with the most consistent builds, mm-hmm. um, which is also part of why I like counter energy because you at least have those extra two or three energy outs, um, mm-hmm. and it's weak to like special energy hate, which you know all the Mewtwo decks play Noivern, the Giratina deck plays Noivern, um, and even if you play Ranger, you hate to have to play Ranger. Right, right. <laughs> you know, as right. your supporter for turn. Right. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it, but I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's actually terrible. Um, I think some people do think it's like awful. Um, I'm definitely yeah. not in that pool. Yeah, uh, we have a few things from the chat. Just we can go over them really quickly. Um, Vespa Queen. How do you feel about Vespa Queen? Um, I mean, I just have never liked Vespa Queen, so probably not the best person to ask but i don't think it's really gotten any better like some people are trying roxy kind of stuff which is cute but like i don't think vespa has really gotten anything that like pushes it further than it's already been um Mm -hmm. besides control decks kind of going down in popularity sure and i think vespa is also hurt because stuff like dark now is guzzlord to offset the price trade um sure. Mewtwo will lost zone several guys and then Noivern you. It's just rough. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um how about let's see. Lucario. We have one person asking about Lucario. Is Lucario a deck that you would ever take? Um or ever uh, maybe not because I kind of know your answer that you wouldn't take it in the tournament. Uh but is it ever something that you would suggest to someone that they take um you know to Dallas? Yeah, I mean I don't think Lucario is, like, objectively horrible, like, awful deck. Don't ever play it at a tournament. Um, it's just, it. its matchups are, you know, very lineated in the, the weakness printed in the bottom left of your card. Um, and if you're not against one of those matchups, it can be kind of rough. Like, Gardevoir can really easily shrug off your hits. Um, and you get, like, one turn where you get to GX them, which is nice for sure. Um, but still not fantastic. The the focus sash strategy seems better on paper than it is in practice. I think like dark can get around it pretty easily with a field blower and then a hypnotoxic laser. So you have like multiple ways to get through it. It's just like there's a lot that can go wrong. Um, 
That being said, you still have a pretty good matchup against Dark, even though Dark does have the outs to like deal with the Sash at least. You have a pretty good matchup against Zorark for the most part. Um, yeah. And like the deck is, I think, fairly consistent. Like you have Brooklet Hill and um, Octillery going for you, which I think there's a lot to be said just for being a consistent deck as well. So if you, sure. I mean, if it's if you expect to hit like six Dark decks in a day including Zorark alongside Darkbox, and it's probably not terrible, but right. um, it's just not a deck that I would play. Sure. I don't cool. play fight that guy's decks, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know how we uh, how we feel about fight guys here on Tech. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. All right, what else uh, What else should we be asking in terms of Dallas uh, prep? You know, what are, what are some of the other things that we maybe haven't talked about um, I, I guess one good question that I would have for you, Riley, is you're looking to go to Dallas. Give me the three decks, or maybe there's less, but give me like around three, or maybe there's more. Give me three decks that you feel confident will get you points um, in Dallas. Give me three decks that you would be confident should make day two, like for you, if you were piloting them. Um, right now, I really... I do like Dark a lot. It's probably not my number one choice, but it's in my top three. I really do like Zorark a lot, and that's changed quite a bit over the past week. Um, and then for number three, I'm packing Gardevoir stuff. I don't know if it would be my objective number three, but it's a pretty good deck. So, yeah. What about you, JW? Mewtwo is obviously your number one right now. You got Absolutely. your... You held at gunpoint. You have two other decks that you have to pick. What are they? I think Guardy is a very solid choice for me, and um, oh man, I can't I can't recommend Agro. Yeah, no, I cannot recommend Agro either. That seems like a bad choice this weekend. <laughs> Personally, for me, I can't recommend Zorg, but I can never like count it out because surely there's some way that somebody's gonna play Zorg that you know does well, be it. Zorgar, be it Zoromuk, be it Zorak with like counter stuff. I mean, there's some way that somebody <laughs> will make Zorak work. It's it's not, for me right now. I just haven't put the time in with Zorak. It's kind of been the forgotten deck for me um, in terms of this expanded metagame. Like I, I just really haven't put any uh, time into that. But <laughs> yeah, I'd say probably sure. my third choice. My third choice right now would honestly be Pikaram. I think that deck slaps and uh, slaps <laughs> so, in a very slaps. Deck. Yeah. <laughs> that adjective almost doesn't feel right coming out of your mouth <laughs> what are you talking about i got my backwards hat on i don't know man it's kind of like when uh like when dankus says vibe it just doesn't sound right right <laughs> <laughs> well i said it okay i can't take it back it's too late for sure no. i think pete grom's a good choice for sure i the problem i have with pete grom is like there's so many moving parts in it and like not in a way that I really like, but once yeah. it gets going, it's like insane. Yeah, sure. Sure. Tommy boy is saying he got destroyed at full grip with Pika dark and Mewtwo body me. Oof. <laughs> hate to see it. <laughs> you, things you hate to see are definitely it. <laughs> so, for sure. So those are your top three decks. What is a deck that you will definitely not bring under any circumstance to this tournament? Unless something like drastically changes in the next couple of days. Unless something drastically changes. Um, 
You hit aggro I'm, already, so that's yeah, aggro. I would say aggro fight guys, and any dragon deck, anything like um, Ultra Necrozma, ADP. You do not like double dragon energy. No, I, man. I I mean, I I'd love to be proven wrong on this one because you know it, it seems like such a nice mechanic, seems very wholesome, but um, I just I worry that the deck kind of gets bogged down um and doesn't have it it just seems like it has deceiving matchups i I would just be worried (laughs) deceiving matchups that's a that's one way to put it for sure i think if you ask me the number one deck at any expanded tournament that i would never play and this maybe is a cop-out because people aren't really playing it much anymore but archie's is like so far (laughs) off my radar that i i feel like it's unfair to even say um yeah (laughs) beyond that yeah you know like anything really involving fight fighting pokemon is never going to be a consideration for me (laughs) (laughs) something about fighting pokemon and me like besides lycanroc and zorak decks just like don't get along like we don't we don't have a good relationship whatsoever Uh, like if i play buzzle i'm missing all four of those elixirs I'm <laughs> not getting a Brooklyn out ever. Right, like, right. Your opponent a... is probably playing a psychic uh, Pokemon somewhere in their deck, right, so they're just right. gonna one shot you over and over. Like yeah, every I time I played a Buzzhole deck at a tournament, it went horribly. <laughs> 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 I faced like the most ridiculous, obscure matchups in the world. Like, do you remember that Buzzgarp Order Pad deck? Yes. I played that yes. at a challenge at Origins once. And I hit like freaking psychic beast box around one or two or something. And I was just like, really? This is impossible. This match is actually impossible. Like, I can't do anything. That's <laughs> it was so absurd. So that's what that's how I feel about fight guys. You know, I'm just gonna face something ridiculous that doesn't even make sense to bring to this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So. But no, I'm excited because I've been I've been hearing just so many different like thoughts on every single deck, and I, I think it's good for us to have these very strong takes um, about decks. And and I'm just more than happy to be proven wrong. I think I've stayed relatively consistent with where I've placed my decks. You know, I'm not trying to um, I don't know like dupe anyone with with kind of uh, what I've the information that I've been showing and like decks that I've been streaming and things like this, or, or decks that I've been hyping or not hyping. I think I've generally remained pretty consistent and, um, you know, I'm, but I am ready to be proven wrong. I'm excited to see where Dallas goes with the format and uh, I'm excited to see what new texts and, and Pokemon that uh, people concoct and bring to uh, bring to Dallas. Yeah, for sure. And I can personally attest that we've been very candid with our feelings about this format uh for better or for worse we might be completely wrong but we're definitely being honest <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean it's so when lucario like... wins the tournament we were not we were genuinely not expecting that <laughs> so. right <laughs> right right exactly exactly dude and like i i honestly believe too um you know the expanded formats you know and i can say this like with the proof positive of richmond that if you put your time in even if it's not necessarily on the deck that you end up playing like if you know the format well enough then you can make those informed deck decisions you know the day or two before the night before even you know the day of sometimes uh which is always scary but um you know and you'll you'll have a good tournament but, but it's just about putting in those hours and kind of understanding what's happening uh and you'll do well no matter what deck 
you, well, I can't guarantee, but like the idea being that the, the, the concept, in, the concept, know, right? Like you can't guarantee like objective success, but you can guarantee like success in theory. Um, right. Cool. Honestly, I think we've given a lot of like a lot of our insight. We've kind of exhausted our reservoirs at this point. So I'd really like to open up the floor to any sort of questions that chat has. I see a couple that we could get to right now. We'll try and answer like three to five additional questions. We did answer some earlier in the podcast and then we'll wrap it up and we'll see you all in Dallas. So right off rip here, I see Jolly Flyman asking how bad would it be to bring a deck that is not so good against dark, but just completely blows Guardi Mewtwo and anti-dark decks out of the water. So kind of like you don't take a good matchup against the best deck, but you beat basically everything else, at least in the top tier meta. What do you think of that kind of approach to a tournament, JW? I think that's okay. I worry that, like, I'm trying to think of a deck that does that, like that just sucks on dark and beats everything else. But I, what I would say to that is, like, you're probably not, you know, if you don't lose to, or if you don't beat dark, you're probably not beating some other very significant matchups um, as well. Like, there has to be some, I, I'm just not thinking of anything that has a like bad a dark. Like would have a similar matchup as like things that lose to dark would probably also similarly lose to Pikaram. Right, right. So um I mean I again if you put your time in, uh roll the dice, you know, because if you do think that it has that good of a matchup against Gardevoir, Mewtwo, uh Fight Guys, um, you know, Ultra Necrozma, you know, if you think it beats every other like tier three, two deck and above, then I would honestly suggest that you play it um i think again with a theory that dark is going to be the best deck but maybe not played by the best players uh the idea there would be that you know if dark is just the most populated deck in the room but isn't piloted by the best players then kind of its its representation will fall off the later on in the tournament that you go um sure again that's just what i think about turbo dark again it's not like a value judgment on you if you decide to play turbo dark but uh, just to say that I do think it'll be the overwhelming pick by, um, or, you know, that and Guardi, kind of those two decks stand out to me as like the decks that I just expect, you know, kind of that just that average player to play. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the representation of that deck will go down, ideally the later on in the tournament that you get. And then so your deck will have more chance to shine the longer you can uh, maintain a good record. Right. And I, I've definitely taken the, the theoretical approach before of like, I don't take a good matchup against the very best deck. A great example of this is I played Zorak Lycanroc at quite a few tournaments in the 2017-18 season when it took a bad matchup against uh, Puzzle Lycanroc, right? But right. it was very good against the rest of the field. And I right. made quite a few day twos with Zorak Lycanroc decks. So um, certainly that logic can be applied. I've kind of pumped the brakes on that kind of logic in my own tournaments more recently because um typically i find that if you have a bad matchup against the essential deck in the format it's hard to actually win the tournament um but i think it's a valid strategy especially if you're looking for points as opposed to like final sure. placement that's a really good strategy yeah good point cool so pepsi fan 13 asks what do you think about latios gx in mu3 decks I guess this question would be to me. I mean, Riley, you're more than welcome to 
chime in here, but sure. um, I was thinking about Latios. I tested a few games with Latios, but I don't think that it makes sense because um, the only matchup that it really seems like it would help would be Mew 3, like the mirror. But then even then it might not help because like Mew 3 actually, you know, just has like um, the Giratinas, right? That they can get powered up uh, to theoretically go through that. Uh, but if you're thinking about Latios GX for Turbo Dark, then Turbo Dark still plays, I think, at least one Mew I've seen in um, a lot of lists. So I don't, I don't love the Latios GX. I'm just trying to think of a matchup that it would, that it would shine in. You know, I can't really think of that. Is there any matchup um, where like the GX attack could be really good? Not one, not one that I can think of. Not that comes to mind immediately either. So I guess we're saying we're not huge fans of it yeah i mean it's just it's hard right because when when all of the major decks that that i can think of you know can like attack with a non-tag team i just don't feel like latios is as constricting in expanded as it is in standard for sure so so uh we'll answer oh i guess yeah silver silver pocket no no no, one one here guardian would be the kind of counter to that so i guess Latios for for Mission Guardian, but I mean, I I don't think that matchup is like the matchup was already winnable without the Latios, so I don't know that adding Latios like because it doesn't I, when you're looking at a Mew three deck, um, you don't want to add too many techs that are just matchup specific for one single matchup. Um, with that kind of toolbox style, every single card choice is very very important so when i'm looking to construct my mewtwo deck and uh trying to figure out what i should play as my last few cards i'm looking at what makes the most impact in the most matchups so uh something like latios if you're saying well i just want it to counter guardian i i think there are other cards um that are just like could do that maybe a little bit better or or just increasing the consistency of your decks that you can get out from under the late game silent lab just seem like better cards to play sure all right so we'll take the the next two questions and then we'll wrap up here for today so just a doorman asked uh i know this has nothing to do with dallas which is perfectly fine but what are your thoughts on the next set i think there's a lot of really interesting stuff that comes out of the next set um we've been talking a fair amount in our group chats recently about what the next set might look like um you know we talked pretty closely with andrew mahone and he is getting really ready for making videos on Tricky Gym for the next set or making streams. Um, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff. I think Metal is looking incredibly strong um, with the new Zacian kind of offsets all the negative downsides of going first <laughs> with its ridiculous ability. Um, yeah. And like combining that with ADP and frying pans and stuff could be pretty crazy. And then you have like yeah. more Pico to hit and run with balls. I, I think there's some really cool stuff that comes next set. I haven't put a lot or any rather testing time into it, so I can't give like a you know comprehensive opinion. But I think there's a lot of cool, fun stuff, and I'm excited to explore that. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think the everything that you hit on is stuff that I'm, you know, not surprisingly thinking is is good. I, I'm interested to see how what's the what's the Snom evolution with the water Frostmoth. Frostmoth. I'm excited to see how that kind of fits in. I, I do love myself a good rain dance. So for sure. Um, yeah, I mean it, it should be fun. I think it'll shake up the the format a lot. Um, really nerfs a lot of the cards in current standard um, and just like 
it'll be some fresh air that I know that you have been excited for and that I've been waiting for for a while. So then last question for the stream today, and it's from Ninja at Dusk One. And what are your thoughts on current standards? So maybe if we had a League Cup or something this weekend, what are the top choices that you would consider AW? Uh, I would say Guardian. I think Roxy Chomp is also a solid choice. And then I would probably go with Birds for my third. Yeah, I got to say I'm kind of sick of playing Birds. I'm kind of sick of being screwed by my prizes. It's happened to me <laughs> far too many games in a row. Um, yeah. That being said, I think my favorite decks in this standard format in order are Guardian, Mewtwo, and Raxichomp. Um, I think those are all incredibly strong, have really good options available to them, and could easily spike any tournament. So if you're going to League Cup, I would recommend those. As far as like general opinions on current standard, I think it's actually a lot better than people gave it credit for. It just, uh, I think it went stale in people's minds faster than expected um, because we've had so many tournaments so quickly. Sure. Cool. Sure. So I think we've reached the end of the line here. Uh, we're so excited to play in Dallas, and we hope if you are in Dallas that you could say hello, or at least that you find success in your own tournament, um, be it you improved or you had a good run, or you just had a good time. You know, there's all sorts of ways that you can define success at these things. Make sure you also check out Full Grip. They'll be at Dallas vending. You can see Andrew Mahone there. Um, and the Full Grip booth will have awesome prices. We'll be buying your bulk and your GXs and all that kind of great stuff. So be sure to check them out. And also check out their website, fullgripgames.com. Full Grip Codes just went live with the Sword and Shield expansion. So if you're looking to soup up your TCGO account, now is the time to buy. You can get those codes mm -hmm. delivered before the set drops, which will be pretty awesome. i got to say, who doesn't love watching that countdown timer tick and then opening the pack as soon as it drops? Ugh, that so is a broken. feeling. That is a feeling right there. <laughs> so be sure to check out all that awesome stuff. We love and support Full Grip, just like they love and support us here at Tag Team, and we hope that you all show that same support to them. And that'll be it for this week. So, again, we'll see you all in Dallas, and I hope everyone has an awesome week. Peace. See you guys.